Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Confessions of a Fitness Coach. I'm your host, Coach Danielle Collette, and on today's episode, I got my buddy, Tuck Taylor. He is a strength and conditioning coach uh, in Clearwater, Florida. He owns Beast Athletics Gym. That is next up on this episode. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Confessions of a Fitness Coach. Uh, I got Tuck Taylor here. He owns Beast Athletics in Clearwater, Florida. What's going on, Tuck? How you doing today? I'm doing good, doing good. Enjoying uh, the start of the 2019 year. So just yeah. uh, getting ready for the, the influx of people, Jeremy, and that good stuff. Absolutely. You know, it gets busy come January. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I'm that's glad right. you're having a good day. I'm so... resolutions crap. Exactly. New year, new me. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get into it. Uh, so uh, what do you do? Tell me a little bit about yourself. So uh, kind of do a lot of things now. I'm trying to kind of condense it down to one thing now. I'm doing a bunch of stuff. But uh, like you said before, I owned uh, Beast Athletics, which is in Clearwater. It's a sports performance and uh, weight loss gym. Uh, we've trained over 130 Division One athletes. Wow. Uh, 35 we train a lot of general population people as well uh, i also started another company with a friend of mine chris mccain called beast thinking which is more of the mental side of it so where we've come up with a a pretty nice model on the physical end of things using beast athletics beast thinking is, is our mental model that we're using to help people with uh performance anxiety and depression and an array of different mental health topics that's amazing. Mindset is so huge, especially in the fitness realm. Um, Absolutely. That's awesome. So how did you get into fitness? Have you always been in sports and strength conditioning or is it just something you kind of like fell into? I fell in love with the process of the strength and conditioning when I was in college. I played college basketball at University of West Florida in Pensacola, uh, Division II school. Uh, I was always one of the best uh, uh, Longest and most conditioned athletes on the team. I like the process of getting in shape. I never really had a real strength coach before. Um, so I got a, I fell in love with the strength conditioning industry uh, by one of the coaches I had, Steve. I can't think of his last name, but he's a strength coach over at Mississippi State now. And just the process of getting in shape and seeing my body transform as a college athlete was uh, pretty cool for me, uh, seeing my vertical increase, uh, all that was just great. And so as my college career started to wind down and I was trying to figure out what was the next move in my life, I dove deep into the strength, conditioning, and personal training industry. That's amazing. That's awesome. So did you, um, you started working in that atmosphere whenever you got out of college or were you working in there whenever you were in college? I mean, Pretty much immediately after, uh, I worked for my internship in college. I worked at a fitness camp. They also call them fat camps out in <laughs> California, a camp called Camp La Jolla, where uh, uh, it's like a dorm type setting. And there's a bunch of overweight uh, kids there that are looking to transform their bodies over the period of the summertime. And uh, that even made me even more enamored with the fitness industry because I was able to take some kids and really make a huge difference in their lives in a short period of time. That's amazing. That's really awesome. Um, 
Uh, I noticed that you went overseas recently to train a basketball team. Like I stalk your Instagram, obviously, but uh, I, like I don't know much about basketball. But tell me how you got into that. What like what got you all the way overseas to go train a basketball team? It was so epic watching those videos on your Insta stories. Yeah, so a uh, good buddy of mine, Ryan Panone, started uh, Oldsmar Christian Basketball back in like 2004, 2005, right when I was getting out of college. And I was his first strength coach for his high school team. He was able to turn a mediocre Christian school into a nationally ranked program in just a short period of time. And so during the, the, the uh, come up program, me and him became really good friends. And he ended up leaving and going, to, uh, going overseas and coaching numerous teams. He was also in the NBA G League for a little bit. And then finally got his first head coaching gig in Slovakia. And he asked me to come be a strength coach. So I couldn't turn down the opportunity. That is so awesome. Like, it. you know, friends all the way over here. And then you go all the way overseas for a basketball team with your, your friend that you train with forever. That's pretty awesome. How was that? How was that experience over there yeah. compared to living and training over here in the States? Uh, it, was a, it was definitely uh, definitely different. The culture is definitely different. There's not too many African Americans there, so you, that your phone's cut out just they a don't bit see all the time. So there was oh, I got you. Yeah. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, can I could hear you. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So just the the culture shock was definitely different. Uh, Eastern Europe is a little bit slower. And what I mean slow, they're not like necessarily in the rat race like we're here in the United States. So uh, they're not in a rush to do a lot of things. So I remember one time my internet went out in my apartment. They were like, we'll fix it within the next 7, 14 days. I was like, what? That but sounds like Verizon Fios. Not, they're not in a big rush to get things done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was different. Uh, traveling. Europe was definitely different as well, too. Uh, just seeing the different cities and everything. It was a great experience, though. I got really close to a lot of the players on the team. Uh, it's had great experience out there. A lot of the people, a lot of the fans out there are great. They still hit me up on Instagram today, ask me when I'm coming back and all kind of things like that. So it was just a great experience. And I was glad I was able to make a positive impact, not only on the team, but the city that I was in as well. That's so awesome. That's really epic. Uh, how was like the nutrition and stuff over there? Was it completely and totally different for you? You know what? It was a lot better than the States. Uh, yeah. They're farm to table over there. So straight from the farm, straight from the local growers, straight to the restaurant. Then they chop it up and give it to you. Uh, there's no uh, FDA out there, which some people are like, man, is it, is it okay? But like everything's so natural. Everything is good. That they so don't like, even have to question it. They don't have to question it, exactly. Uh, so I definitely like the food out there. It just tastes better, tastes fresher. Um, the workout culture there, surprisingly, was pretty big as well. Uh, there's a lot of gyms. The town I was in was very small, but there were like six gyms in the town that I was in. And uh, there's some monsters out there. There's some Slovakian monsters out there. There's some <laughs> dudes that, that really take that stuff serious that were absolutely uh, big, big, big people. And a lot of the girls, they like the fitness as well out there. So I was, I was pleased to see that I, had a, I can go to a gym that was like less than you know, 50 yards from my apartment and get the workouts in out there. Oh, that's awesome. Is that something you plan on doing in the future too? You wanna to continue to do something like that? 
Yes, yes. So, uh, you know, depending on opportunity and, you know, definitely pay and everything, uh, it was definitely an experience I liked uh, doing. It made me a lot better trainer as well because there, I had to deal with certain uh, parameters and circumstances that I never dealt before. Dealt with before. So I had to, uh, you know, research and call my other friends that are trainers for colleges and universities and get their opinions on things. So it allowed me to grow as a trainer as well. That's awesome. Yeah, new experiences. You always find just new lessons for sure. That's awesome. Uh, I love Absolutely. like... One thing that I love about you is how involved you are in the community. Uh, I actually have found your gym and I found you basically from your race that you put on that roster run race. I think it was your first every year that you did it. And uh, I love yes. it because obviously I love reggae. We love reggae. But uh, I also just like the entire vibe that you put off of your gym. It's just like high intensity workout, but you can also do like strength and sports training and agility training and all kinds of stuff. And also the stuff that you do like with mindset and that's super huge. Um, and also you did like reggae yoga that after the race that time, that 5k that yes. I ran, that reggae yoga was awesome. I was so mad cause I had sprained my wrist the day before the race. So I couldn't do any of the yoga poses, but I ran the race still. But, um, uh, I seen you training with those agility lights. Gotcha. We had, I think the year you were there too, we had, a. Uh... I think we had reggae aerobics that year too. You came. Did we do like yeah, reggae aerobics? You did. Yeah. That I did participate yes. in. That was fun. I seen yes. a Batascat. I yes. seen him. He's yes. a DJ. Seen him at um, um, Stick Figure, the concert the other day. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He, he's a righteous <laughs> dude, man. Righteous dude. We do a lot of business with each other. He's so awesome. I'm going to interrupt today's episode to tell you guys a little bit about Eat Right Meal Plans. It's a meal delivery service that delivers nutrient-dense foods, perfectly portioned, delivered right to your door twice a week. And every meal that you order, they donate one to Feeding Tampa Bay. So you're always giving back. So make sure you go to www.eatright.life and use the code D-A-N-I, Danny, for $20 off your first order. As of now, we're delivering to Florida and Dallas, Texas areas. Now back to the episode. Um, so I seen you training with those speed agility lights and I'm like super fascinated. I'd love to learn how to train people like that. Uh, definitely a goal of mine, but tell me like what kind of client benefits off of those speed agility lights? What do you use them for? So it's really anybody can benefit from them. Uh, it, it, the, what I'm actually doing is called cognitive conditioning. Okay. And what it's doing is treating your brain like a muscle. So if you go in the gym and you lift 50 pounds every day, your body is conditioned to handle 50 pounds because that's what you're telling it it could lift. So if someone to hand you 135 pounds, your body would spaz out. And so what ends up happening with people is they only can handle so much of a cognitive load. But when you add extra stimulus to them, they start to spaz out. So I started out really just dealing with kids that were really good in practice, really good in pickup. But when they would get into the game, they would, they, would, they would be half the player that they actually were. And the reason for that was is the extra stimulus that the game brought ended up making them, their brain wasn't able to handle that load. So when you add referees, when you add fans, when you add intensity, when you add uh, another team, sometimes a foreign place if you're on the road, their brains cannot handle all that, and it sends them into fight or flight mode. And so when your body goes into fight or flight, your brain ends up uh, sending a signal to impair your hippocampus. And I know I'm getting sciencey right now, but the no, I love it. Explain everything, please. That's what so it's the, for. 
So the hippocampus houses your long-term memory and your, and your spatial awareness. So if a player loses his spatial awareness and his long-term memory, he can't play a sport anymore. He forgets how to dribble. Everything is happening so fast that he loses his spatial awareness because he gets what's called hypervigilance. So it's, a, it's an adaptive trait. Like if we were get, to get chased by a lion, we wouldn't want our fight or flight nervous system to kick on. We wouldn't want to be only uh, one-minded one in this one zone and not thinking about a bunch of different things. But when you're playing basketball, you have to be very cognitive. When you're playing any sport or when you're doing anything, your cognition needs to be sharp. And so what we do with the fit lights is just like with weights, we slowly add stress to them as they are completing the task to see if they can continue to maintain the performance on that task. And then we find their breaking point and that's where we have them practice that over and over and over again. So one drill, we'll use like three lights. We'll have the guy sit in front of the lights. We'll work on peripheral vision. And so as they're touching the lights, number in front of me. I'll flash another number, number, another number. And at the end of the drill, I'll ask him two random questions like, can you count backwards from 30 by twos? And uh, can you name the months of the year? My third question will be, can you recite the numbers in order that I showed you during the drill? And so it's measuring his ability to one, complete the task he was doing, but also his work memory. Can he remember each one of those numbers in order? And so by doing that and challenging the brain like that, you actually grow the brain and strengthen. And so uh, for a non-athlete uh, approach to this would be maybe like an interview you're going on and you, you rehearse what you're gonna say in your interview over and over and over again. But when you get in front of the big boss, you get adding more cognitive load to the situation. And so being able to remain calm and understand your biology when it is freaking out is very, very, very important. So we teach breathing techniques, we teach meditation, we teach all that stuff so that they can stay at a level where they remain creative and also very effective uh, to be able to complete whatever task they're trying to complete. That's amazing, I love Does that. all that make sense? A hundred percent. That makes sense. I don't know if I explained that well. No, you really make sense. Like I read into that all the time, but some of our listeners probably don't understand that. And I try to teach them a lot too. Honestly, and I think that's the next evolution of sports training and just human performance. Because if you think about in the parameters of sports, the best athlete isn't necessarily the best at that sport. Like there were guys that were faster than Michael Jordan that can jump higher than Kobe Bryant. But why were they the ones that end up being legends in their sport? And so I think where, you know, a lot of the focus has been on the body and trying to create a model that's going to make athletes healthier and run, run faster, jump higher. But it does not determine their performance on the court because your brain has to know when to execute the task. So you can have the body, you can have all the, the things physically ready, but if your cognition isn't sharp, you're not going to be good at your sport. If you're freaking out when you play in front of thousands of people, you're not going to be good at your sport. And so I feel, you know, not only you perform at a higher level, but also what we see 
Now we're going to have athletes that are like more dominant, uh, more dominant mentally than they are physically, like a Steph Curry. You know, I don't know yeah. if you follow basketball or not, but Steph I, Curry. I know Steph Curry. He's had, he's had three ankle surgeries. He's not, you know, a supreme athlete at all, but he's a two-time MVP, three-time NBA champion, and can shoot from anywhere in any pressure situation because he trains his brain. So he trains his brain for those situations. He's really big in the cognitive conditioning. And so I, I feel like it's going to be awesome when you don't have to have a guy that's 6'11", that has a 40-inch vertical just to play in the NBA. You can have almost your everyday Joe make it to a high level because he's very, very sharp mentally. That's amazing. I completely agree. I think it's huge yes. as well. That's awesome. That's so great. I'm glad so, you explained another, that. Another thing, I can, another thing that we're kind of doing at Beast is we're, we're rebranding right now. Now we're in the kind of redoing what we do and redoing uh, how we present ourselves. We're getting ready to have a name change. We're getting ready to change the name to the Beast Compound. And the compound effect is the mental and physical side. So Beast Athletics will be the actual turf gym out there. And we have a classroom that we're turning into the Beast Athletics Laboratory, where people can then go in and start training their brain with cognitive conditioning, also, we uh, utilize the Muse. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Muse, but it's a meditation headband. So they can start I've to teach themselves how to meditate it. as well. Yes, yes. The Muse is badass. Like, definitely should, you should get yourself one. I gotta like, test that out. It's, it's, it's taught me how to meditate. I've gotten two different certifications in meditation. And then when I went to go use the Muse, it was still saying I wasn't meditating. So just because you know about meditation and can teach it doesn't mean you actually can do it until you get something on you that's going to give you feed and time on if you're meditating. That's and cool. So, so that's explain, what the does. That's what explain it our, to our them members. what that is, how it works and everything. Like kind of describe it because people at home have no idea what it looks like or talk, think what it does. So, basically. so the muse, it looks like uh a headband. It looks like a like a earphone, but you put them on backwards, so it actually wraps around the front of your head. And it's an EEG, so it's measuring the uh, electrical activity in your brain. Uh, more specifically for the the muse, your prefrontal cortex, so your analytical brain. And if during your meditation, so you also put earphones in as well, and you connect it to an app. And basically, if you're thinking too much during your meditation, the music will be very loud telling you that you need to slow your breath down and just focus on one thing. And then, and as you get into a meditative state, the music gets very soft and you'll hear birds. Birds is an indication that you are in a native state. And so your goal is to get as many birds as possible while you're meditating and to stay in that calm state as long as possible. And so it's, it's, it's training people to really control their autonomic nervous system by going from beta waves the alpha waves to the theta waves and being able to remain in that extended period of time. And they get, you know, they all do it. They get the benefits of meditation, which is, you know, they feel restored and the mental clarity and helps with depression and anxiety, uh, all that good stuff. You know, a lot of, a lot of uh, guys now that come in and do the muse, they do positive visualization. So they start to do some mental rehearsal during that time as well and kind of see themselves succeeding at whatever sport that they're playing and uh it, it's it's definitely paying its dividends i think 
once it's once meditation the stigma behind it being some kind of like you know hippie thing soon as that soon as people understand the physiology behind why we should meditate i think it's going to be common practice just like brushing your teeth because that's Absolutely. all it is it's mental it's mental hygiene so brushing our teeth is physical hygiene meditation is just mental hygiene it's a chance for you to like turn off from this outer world and then focus on the inner world very true so, and it's, it's also good. the new I, it's a, bird it's box a practice that I, yes yes i've seen that i've seen that i finally watched <laughs> bird box that was awful i finally watched bird box but if your goal is to get and, as many uh, birds as I you think, can I it's think, a new bird box challenge <laughs> that's that's funny that the bird the bird box has birds in it and uh i was thinking about meditation in the muse the muse utilizes birds too so it was just weird. The the, and then when you meditate, your eyes are closed, and you're trying to listen for birds. And the Bird Box movie, your eyes were closed, and you were listening for birds. So there did was Bird some, Box screw up your meditation? There, now? there was some uh, some parallels. No, it didn't. I when I watch <laughs> movies like that, I always try to figure out like what's the what are they really trying to say? So like what's yeah. the underlying meaning in this? And I feel yeah. like I feel like part of it is mindfulness is like once you do cut off the outer world all of those demons a lot of those things that you've dreamt up can't affect you because you're at peace in your inner world and that's in so touch good. with your higher consciousness that's the that's the only really way that you can get in touch with your higher consciousness is if you close your eyes and you know don't stimulate the brain so that you can just be one with your consciousness and that will guide you that's your like your guidance system. So the more that we focus on the objective world, it gets straight because it's not going to give us necessarily what we want. It's going to give us what society wants. No difference in the fact that they have so many fast food commercials on TV and everybody knows it's bad for you. But why do they keep on stimulating our brain with fast food? So you 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 close a blind eye to that and listen to your consciousness talk about how you eat and it's going to tell you that you should be eating a lot cleaner so that was kind of like the bird box parallel i love it <laughs> the more we cut off from acts going on and focus on what's going on in our brain we're going to be more in alignment with expressing our truest self does that make sense yeah absolutely that, yes yes <laughs> Sorry for I rambling. Think, <laughs> no, you're not rambling at all. I love it. Um, just know some of my talking back is a little lag towards you. I can hear myself later on. It, it's like a three second lag. So some of my responses oh, yeah, are probably delay. late to you. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Where can they buy no one of those used things? Where can they buy those little head things? The uh, website is choosemuse.com. Cool, cool. Okay, good. So I'll put that in the show notes too. Hey, that and they should be they, they should be they should be paying me for that too, man. Right? You better get an ambassador code or something to make some <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah, something. So guys, something. if you buy that no, music, I really like tell them Tuck like sent you. <laughs> yes, tell them. Tell them that I said them. <laughs> That's funny. All right, guys, so I'm interrupting this episode to talk about Amp Nutrition. They're an all-natural women's supplements with no bullshit preservatives or artificial ingredients. Uh, all the products have 11 ingredients or less. They have everything from a recharge to a recover uh, to a pre-workout and even a protein powder. So many great supplements, and they're all-natural and vegan-friendly. So be sure to visit the website, www 
www.ampednutrix.com. That is A-M-P-D-N-U-T-R-X.com and use the code D-A-N-I-10, Danny10 for 10% off of all of your orders and your future orders. All right, so that's ampnutrix.com and I'll leave that in the show notes. All right, so be sure to check the show notes. Back to the episode. So what are some ways that you continue to learn and educate yourself? Any books that you've dug into that really made an impact or uh, podcasts or anything, any movies or something? Man, so a lot. So I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm a groupie on some of these brain engineers and some of these neuroscientists. Uh, the one, like if I, I'd probably have like, you know how people like when they meet Michael Jackson, they like cry and they shake and stuff. There's one guy, his name is Jim Quick. He, to me, is like the guy right now for, for uh, teaching people how to use their brain better and how to enhance their brain. So he's a big one. Also, Dr. Joe Dispenza, anything that he puts out, I've read. I've taken all of his courses. Uh, he's very good. Um, the book, to me, though, that kind of got me going was a book by Napoleon Hill. It's called Outwitting the Devil. And it's not a religious book at all, even though it has the word devil in it. It just talks about uh, how to avoid those things that can possibly get you off track and how to get more in tune with your higher consciousness and allow it to guide you throughout your life experience. Yeah. Um, so those, I, I can go on for days. Like I read a lot, a lot of books. I, I, and I you know, I wrote to, uh, read a lot of books to write a book so that I can have a lot of uh, references in my book. But uh, it's a uh, knowledge is power, man. The more you learn, the more you can make changes, the more you can enhance the human body, enhance the mind. So I, I'm constantly trying to dig into new material, new and old. I really like the old stuff because to me, if it still reigns true today, that means it's fact. You know, mm -hmm. if it was written in the 1900s and it's, it felt like it could have been written yesterday. That person is spitting some truth. Absolutely. So uh, another author that I'm is uh, Neville Goddard. Neville Goddard is a big, he's a philosopher from the early 1900s. He has a lot of, a uh, lot of lectures on YouTube that you can listen to, but uh, really good stuff, really profound ways of living life and interpreting different things and how to, you know, pretty much attract success in your life and attract anything in your life. They really teach you a lot of those tools on how to do that. Well, that's awesome. Um, so I love how involved you are with like the youth and fitness and stuff. And I super, I think it's so important to train and instill healthy habits in our, our youth and set an example, especially to those that like look up to us. And I know you recently just had a baby. Super, super yes. cute. And yes, I yes. You have an older son too, right? No, that's my godson. Your godson. godson. Okay. I remember seeing him yes, when I was at the race son. and he was so freaking cute. And I see yes. him on like your... I see him on your stories every now and then. He's super cute. Uh, so how is it being a daddy now? Uh, it's, it's definitely different. Um, it's, it's uh, you know, it sounds cliche, but you understand what unconditional love means for the first time. Cause like he, he can do no wrong in my eyes, you know? Aww. So uh, you learn, you learn unconditional love. Also just the responsibility of it all. Um, I, before he was born, I was pretty a uh, hectic person as far as schedule and not as organized as I could be. And now he's definitely forced me to be a lot more uh, organized with my time and different things like that as well. Cause I do, you know, watch him during the day, 
three, three to four times a week. So I have to make sure that you know, I'm feeding him on time and he's getting his naps in. It's like this daddy daycare in the middle of the day some, sometimes. But I love it, man. Uh, I love seeing him advance and grow and, like, start to be able to do new things like grab and babble. And he's teething now, so he's drooling a lot. I'm trying to figure out which one of his teeth are going to be the first ones to show. So it's exciting, man. That's so cool. It's exciting. I didn't think I would be so so into it the way that I am, but it's great. That's so amazing to it's, hear. Uh, it's definitely increased the hustle too, man, because that's, that's the mouth to feed. Absolutely. <laughs> also, I noticed that you, you know, you have your godson at Beats Athletics a lot and you like help train him and stuff. Uh, what are ways that you incorporate like kids and stuff and make fitness fun for them? You know, something that people listening could practice at home because a lot of people listening have kids. And they want to get ways to, you know, get them more fit. I get asked questions all the time about that. So what are some ways that you practice? Yeah. So it's, uh, I've been blessed to have a lot of kids in there and also being blessed to watch my co-author. His name is Chris McCain. I've been able to watch him really develop his sons. And uh, really, to me, the, the, the most important thing is that you have to use sports to teach life lessons. So sports first should be used as a tool to teach life lessons like how to fail, uh, how to receive feedback, how to grow, how to win. When, when, when you win, how to win, you know, gracefully, how to lose gracefully, uh, hard work, grit, like all those things that you're going to need later in life are taught in sports. And so that's my first thing is like, you know, allow the kids to go play, but as they start to develop, start to make sure that the sport that they're playing uh, starts to teach them life lessons. So for instance, like one rule I'm gonna have, and uh, it's gonna be for sure, is that if my son starts a sport, he's gonna finish the whole season. Whether or not that's gonna be the sport he plays later on in life, whatever, it's just, that's gonna help him develop the grit to start something and finish something all the way through whether or not if, if he likes it or not. That makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great. And I think that's important too. Like I remember when I was younger, I uh, did gymnastics and I wasn't, I didn't really, I wasn't very good at it. So I just gave up and my mom let me. And I really wish now that she made me continue it because I probably been really, really good if I tried. You know, I just quit because I didn't want to do it anymore. Right. So no life lesson there, except for later on in life, I should have continued. Well, 100%. And, uh, a lot of lessons, just like even especially in team sports, how to how to work with a team, how to be a good teammate. Um, that's one of the things I really loved about playing sports was just having teammates. That's like automatic friends. And so just teaching teaching kids how to be a good teammate uh, is, is, is big as well, because that's going to end up being a good, you know, a part of a team on a project or a business you're working on. Just how to be that guy that knows how to get along with everybody that can read body language, that knows that I have to talk to this guy a certain way, I can't talk to this guy a certain way, so that you create harmony within the group as well. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And leadership as well is big. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, I think our chat has been freaking amazing. I really love all the information that you gave people. I really hope people learn yes. from this podcast. I mean, mental clarity is so important, especially when it comes to fitness and nutrition. Um, so that's really awesome. I think a lot of people learn some stuff. Uh, where can, like, any words you want to leave us with, any quotes or anything, anything you feel like we left out? 
Uh, just a, just shameless plugs. That's all. So like, do it. Give me shameless out, plugs. Uh, Give them all early up. Early 2019. It's called Beast Thinking. B stands for Brain Engineering for Athletes, Students, and Teachers. Uh, again, that's co-authored with Chris McCain. Also, make sure you stop by the Beast Compound and train your body and train your brain. That's located in Clearwater. You can find us on Instagram, Beast underscore Athletics. Uh, also. Our, we have Beast Keen on IG, so let's type in Beast Thinking at us on there. And then my personal IG is at the real Tuck Taylor. So we uh, definitely have an initiative of uh, doing more educational posts this year and really uh, adding value to our followers on social. That's awesome. And also, people don't forget, is it in April? April, you do Ross Run 2019 edition? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, 420. 420. So April 20th, 2019. Yes, Rastaran. Uh, we also might have a surprise location. We're working on a couple things uh, right now with that. So that that could be huge in 2019. So we're really excited about that as well. I'm so excited for that. I'm definitely gonna so have to take off on a happen. Saturday and make sure I make it this time. Yes, take off, take off 420. Make sure you're off on 420. <laughs> all right Tuck it's been a pleasure thanks so much for your time I really appreciate you and I gotta come by soon and come see you and get my brain trained <laughs> all right Tuck I'll talk to you later well there you have it that was my friend Tuck Taylor he's freaking awesome I hope you guys learned something great from this episode be sure to subscribe to my podcast Confessions of a Fitness Coach and uh, follow me on Instagram at Coach Danielle Collette two L's two T's and if you liked this episode please be sure to write a review hit that five star rating feel free to screenshot it and tag me in it on Instagram share it on your stories be brave enough to share it with someone you love uh, you never know who might benefit from it alright guys I'll catch you on the next episode don't forget to go make today your bitch bye guys